0: The M-Store, where they're all Grizz, all the time.
2: Connections are what bring us together. Whether halfway around the world or in the office next door, Blackfoot Communications is proud to provide next-generation network infrastructure that enables reliable, secure, and always-on connections. From SD-WAN and firewalls to business voice and fiber, our solutions connect you to your community. Visit blackfootbusiness.com or call 406-541-5000 to learn more. Blackfoot. Connect to more.
3: It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to Tutel and Nuanes, Montana's only statewide
0: sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! Now, sports talk from Montana for Montana.
3: Live from the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanes. And
0: it continues. A show with one name that's not that show that will be that show for one more day, but it's not today. It is Tell 1029 ESPN Missoula Statewide, SWX Montana Television, around the planet Earth on both YouTube and the live stream. If you want to listen live, you go to 1029ESPN.com. Click on the Listen Live tab, there you'll find the stream. Streams presented by Opportunity Bank, Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. I am Coulter Nuanez, and uh, Ryan Tutel, he's not here. If you haven't heard, he's on his way out the door. He will no longer be a part of this program as of tomorrow at about 5.57, but he will have one more show under his belt before uh, he hits the road with his family. But until then, we're steering the ship, and we got you covered Later on this week, Ty is going to join us in studio, former Montana and Montana State defensive coach. That'll be on Friday. Ryan's last day. It is tomorrow, so be sure to stay tuned to that. But uh, in a crazy pandemic-ridden year, all of a sudden, man, I've been waiting for this for a long time, and it's not that I actually love signing day or the opening of the early signing period as much as I used to. I think that the mystery's gone away. I think the glorification, the uh, it's reached a point of maybe being nauseating, Of the kids, but it's a huge day in everybody's lives. But more than anything, this is a return to normal for me. I felt that incredibly busy today, which is what you kind of want to feel as a sports journalist between the months of August and March. It's been a while since I felt truly busy. So I stayed up until about 3 in the morning last night, putting together some quick hitters with a whole bunch of links and capsules and Twitter, Twitter pages and tweets and and uh, some analysis and, and all sorts of things on both the signing classes for both Montana and Montana State University. of Montana signed 19, count them, 19 guys today to open the early signing period. And Montana State University, they signed 22, a total total. Uh, Let's do some quick mental math here. A total of 27 guys from the state of Montana ended up signing today. The Grizzlies got 15 of them. The Bobcats got 11 of them. So an outstanding class in terms of in-state guys as well. So we'll, we'll break all of that down for you here today. That's pretty much the show. It is just National Signing Day show. That's pretty much it. We're going to break down the signing classes, let you know who signed on each side of the divide. We got Bobby Hawke sound. He joined us for a Zoom press conference a little bit earlier today, so I got a bunch of sound bites from him. We'll also hear from Jason Kluswich, Missoula Sentinel senior, who signed with the Grizzlies today. He's a French town by way of Missoula guy. Kind of lives in between the towns, but we'll call him a local. I mean, that's what he is. He's a local guy, three-star recruit a legacy guy, both his dad and a couple of his uncles played for Montana back in the day. So he'll join us about 4.30, uh, 4.45. A little bit more thoughts on just the unorthodox nature of the recruiting season with both Bobby Hawke and Jeff Jordan. And then our ESPN Roundtable, top of the hour, ESPN Roundtable presented each week by Paradise Falls in Missoula. We'll be joined by Jeff Choate live. He's going to give us a call on the way to his quarterback club meeting. Uh, so he's going to spend about 15, 20 minutes with us breaking down the state at large and just the differences in recruiting uh, this year. And then 5.30, still waiting to hear back, might be hearing from Kenneth Iden, a former Class A Defensive Player of the Year at a Bozeman, a Bobcat signee. And if not, then we also have some other things to fill the space. A lot of sound, a lot of action going on in the show today. So we will bring you all through it. The early signing period, this is a relatively new phenomenon. It used to be National Signing Day was the first Wednesday of every February. That still exists. That's still a pretty big deal at the FBS level. At the FCS level, depends on what program you're talking about. Weber State, for example, they only signed five guys today. They usually have their big rollout of their class in February on that actual National Signing Day. But this early signing period, to me, I think it's catered quite a bit to the um, prospects from the state of Montana. Um, I think that uh, I think that because recruiting in the state of Montana is such a big deal, you're going to get kids that make their decisions a little bit earlier. A lot of times, the best players from Montana they get offered in the spring of their junior years. They oftentimes come to camp at either uh, Montana or Montana State, and uh, they either. And then when they get an offer, they make a decision pretty early on. So then, you know, just not having to wait two extra months, that's basically just a feather in the cap. It's basically just – it makes it a lot easier, the process a lot easier um, as we continue to – as Montana continues to be a huge priority for both the Montana schools. There's going to be a lot of questions about who won the in-state recruiting battle. We'll get into that, that a little bit later on. But here's the quick and dirty of it. Here's all the players that signed with both Montana and Montana State. We will start with the Grizzlies. This class highlighted by a bunch of guys from the city of Missoula. Five, count them, five Sentinel Spartans. They're all signing their letters of intent right about now. They had a signing day ceremony down at Missoula Sentinel. This afternoon, uh, obviously, wasn't able to attend because I'm here. But uh, again, we will hear from jace switch from his little son about 4:30 in this show. But also, Canvin Sermon, a quarterback who was Class AA Offensive Player of the Year, TJ Roush, wide receiver who was first team All State on both sides of the ball, um, as well as Gino Leonard, the Class AA Defensive MVP, Soren Sevred, a First-team All-State selection on each side of the ball, and Jay Sklusiewicz, all signing with Montana. Also, Missoula Big Sky's Colter Janicaro signing with the Grizzlies. The other Montana guys include Sloan McPherson from Savage, Montana, Jake Olson from Butte, Corby Mann from Red Lodge, Kellen Dietrich from Haver, Dylan Smith from Whitehall, Zach Evans from Helena, Brady and Padraig Lang, a pair of twins from Bozeman, and Camden Capser, a kicker out of Billings, Montana. And uh, then the other... Out-of-state recruits Daniel Britt. He's a quarterback out of Henderson, Nevada, Liberty High School. Declan McCabe, offensive lineman and long snapper out of Midway High School in Hewitt, Texas. Ben McGoring, who's out of Cheney High School. His older brother Jacob plays for the Grizzlies. an outstanding defensive end there uh, from eastern Washington. And Liam Brown, a 6'5", 307-pound offensive tackle out of Sunset High School in Portland, Oregon. The stories of this class, though, for Montana, are certainly the in-state elements of it, as well as, of course, the guys from the city of Missoula. We are here in Missoula broadcasting from the ESPN Missoula studio, so we'll start there. Here's Bobby Houck's thoughts on signing up half a dozen guys from right here in the Garden City.
1: We've got five from Sentinel, one from Big Sky, six kids from Missoula joining our team, and I can remember years where we had none, or a string of years where we had none. So the, the football in town here is good, The coaches in town do a great job. Um, Certainly Dane did an amazing job of blending all that together and then beating the heck out of everybody they played um, this fall. So – but there's a reason. I mean, coaches will always tell you there's a reason why we win. first number one reason is we have good players. And Sentinel was dominant uh, in – High school football in Montana this year, maybe as dominant as I've ever seen. And consequently, uh, we were fortunate enough to get five guys off their team to come join us.
0: So there you go, Bobby Houck about the Missoula connections for the six guys that side with his program. And how about the state of Montana? 15 guys from the state of Montana making up this Montana recruiting class. Here's Coach Houck's thoughts just on both the quality of the recruits in Montana, the evolution of football in the Treasure State at the high school level, as well as the fact that it was one of the plus sides of this 2020. The fact that Montana was such a good in, in-state recruiting class and Montana and Montana State, they didn't really necessarily have the same ability to go out and bring kids to campus for visits or spread the brand like they want to, a little bit different in terms of the hook. But when you have five or six guys that grew up in Missoula and they know all about the Grizz, that makes it an easy sell. When you got guys from around the state that know about Montana, it makes it an easy sell. So here's Bobby Houck on the way that the pandemic affected recruiting, but also how fortunate he was and his program was that there was so many quality Montana kids in the state this year. How on some of the guys from small town Montana that were part of the 15 signees from the treasure state for this year's Grizz signing class.
1: Well, there, there's a lot of good players that want in the door here that we don't have, we can't take. And that's, that's kind of the nature of being at and, and being at Montana at the university of Montana there, Our problem is not getting guys and recruiting. Our problem is making sure that, or the important part is evaluating and getting the right guys because we don't have a hard time signing a class. You you only have – you have a limited number. You have to sign the right guys, that's, and that's the case every year. So, um, like every year it's probably exacerbated this year and will be again next year. We've told a lot of good players, no, simply from a, a math numbers, uh, you know, heck, we don't have enough lockers for the guys we've got
4: kind of my final question too. Sean talked about the six Missoula kids, but I'm kind of curious too about some of these smaller school players. You know, you've got Sloan McPherson who played six-man football, a couple Class Bs, Class A, Kellen Dietrich. What do you like about these guys? I mean, you know, especially with Sloan, it just isn't very often these six-man kids get a chance to suit up at a school like U of M.
1: Well, it isn't. And <laughs> we've got uh, we've got one on our roster in, in uh, Colton Curry from Valere, but you know they're they're trying to figure out where the other ten guys came from, you know, for a couple of years. Uh, but we see guys that are they're they're big frame, they're, they can run, they're athletic. They all play other sports, which is a great deal. And in terms of the six man guys, um, it's it's really about how fast they can assimilate and figure out. It's a it's a different game. So it's not like they haven't blocked and tackled before but beyond that it's it's different now a guy like like Kellen you know we hope he gets the same accolades as their, our last player from Haver. that'd be a hell of a deal for the Grizz um you know and, and with Sloan we've had other play- Pat Foster in in the 80s was a great player here from Savage Ryder Rice came in here a year ago and contributed for us so we've got a long long history of guys in this program from the smaller schools who've excelled. We try to, to mine those schools as best we can and not all of them work out, but they're great guys to have on our roster. And, and we, we have a, uh, a high regard. I, I'm Kellen Diedrich to me. I mean, we, we, you got Mary Annie, it was a different position and all that stuff, but, you got a guy like Croy Beerman came out of Harden and Tough Harris out of Coal Strip. And we can go down the list, right? Kellen is a guy with a monstrous upside. And we'll see where that goes.
0: That's how, that's how we recruit. We project. I feel fortunate that there was one of the greatest Missoula teams of the last 50 years in a year where you're not really being able to bring guys to campus because most of those guys, they know so much about your program already just from growing up here.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. You know, it was forty-eight years since Sentinel last won a state championship. I don't think Dane's going to wait that long again. So um, they were they were a great team. They put it together. Uh, they played with and for each other, and they have uh, they do some things in their program that are similar to how we do them. Uh, so I think those guys will assimilate into our system. Um, more easily than some that aren't familiar with it, but it, it, it's always great to have guys locally here in Missoula County that, that can play. I mean, that that's exciting. You know, if you can, if you can take a guy out of Drummond or the mission Valley or the, uh, the Bittery Valley or Missoula County, that, that's awesome. And it, it's fun to have those. And most of those kids, uh, in fact, all of those kids from Sentinel are people who I've known their families for, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm dating myself,
0: but 30 or 40 years. That leads me right into my next question then. I mean, pretty much all of them are legacy kids, right? Jace Kluswich's dad played for the Grizz. You know, TJ Roush's mom played for the Lady Grizz. So it, when you talk about finding the right fit, does that help accelerate that process too just because these guys, I mean, they're, Grizz is in their blood?
1: Well, I, I think so mostly because – they've been paying attention. So they know they know two things, Coulter. They know that the University of Montana is an awesome place to go to college and have a great college experience and get a great education. And they know who we are. They've been following Grizzly football since they were young. So all of those guys. I mean, Jace Kalusiewicz's uh, uncles were here at the same time as Dad Josh was, which coincides when we were all here.
0: What was your overall evaluation of just the in-state – recruiting class as a whole. It seemed like Montana was pretty darn good this year. I
1: thought the, like I said earlier, I, I, I think the football in Montana is good. I think the coaching's good. Um, I think the makeup both personally and attitudinally, of the kids in Montana is what you're looking for. Uh, and I think it was especially so this year. I mean, it, you got to recruit guys that can run and jump, right? Yeah, you know the, the woods are full of great kids who are tough and have great desire. I mean, you got to be able to run and jump too. And there's a lot of guys that can. not
0: You've been around Montana for a long time. the The system not that long. <laughs> the uh, it's so interesting to me to watch the way that the high school football systems have changed. Though, I mean, feel, it feels like everybody's kind of into the modern era. A lot of teams running the spread and stuff. So, how does that uh, impact the development of of in state players?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a great variety of different, like like all places, all, all pockets in the country, whether it's a state or a region or whatever. It's like San Diego back in the early 90s. Two-thirds of the teams ran the wing tee because that's what they did down there, right? So, uh, but what I would say is, and it goes back to my point on the coaching in Montana, is that these guys do a good job. It's important to them. Um, small-town football in Montana. People pay attention to high school football in Montana. It's not like some other places. Now, some places it's bigger, but it's a big deal here. Friday Night Lights is a big deal here, wherever you are, whether you're in in Red Lodge or Haver or Billings or Missoula. Um, you know, it's Friday night's a, a big night in these towns, and it's important to these kids, and it's important to these coaches. And the one thing – and now it's a long way of getting to your uh, question, but there's so much – access these days to um film and clinics and information on how to um it's it's easier to to keep up so to your point um i could have said yeah it, they are keeping up but that's why
0: so you go Some how, uh, some thoughts from montana head coach bobby Houck on the in state recruiting class this year. We'll get into a little bit of that with Jeff Choate here in just one moment. And Jeff Choate will also join us live, top of the hour. It is Two Tell Nuanas, is the Two Tell. I am Coulter Nuanas, broadcasting to you at 1029 ESPN, Missoula. Stay wide, SWX Montana Television, if you ever heard. It's the opening of the early signing period. A couple days here, about 72 hours where kids can sign. It's been an unorthodox recruiting time because of all the dead periods, because of the lack of ability to bring guys to campus. And we'll get into that a little bit as well. Got some uh, quotes from both Jeff Choate and Bobby Houck about just uh, the way that they had to reorganize their strategies this year. We'll also hear a little bit from Jeff Choate here in just a moment about the state of Montana. Speaking of the state of Montana, we live in this great state so we can enjoy it. If you're a business owner, you know how hard you work, sometimes at an expense of your own free time. That's where Black Bookkeeping and Consulting Services comes in. Black Bookkeeping and Consulting Services is a virtual bookkeeper that helps small businesses organize, maintain, and grow their business, which helps keep your business running smoothly. And it gives you more time to do what you love, like maybe going to football games if they ever come back. I think they will. I'm counting at least on the fall of 2021. But either way, let Black Bookkeeping and Consulting Services save you some time. They offer monthly bookkeeping and will help even clean up previous month's books. Visit blackbookkeepingllc.com to schedule a free consultation today. 27, count them, 27 kids from the state of Montana signed with either the Bobcats or the Grizzlies, including 11 for Jeff Choate's program. A late coup by the Bobcats. I thought that there was about 10 blue-chip caliber guys in the state of Montana. The one that had not committed or made anything public was Billings' senior star, Junior Bergen. Bergen was an All-State receiver and defensive back as a junior at Billings' senior. He switched to quarterback, and he led the Bronx all the way to the Class AA State semifinals. One of the great athletes in the state of Montana. He announced his commitment and signed with Montana State today. So uh, another one there. We'll get into just the checks and balances, the winners and losers. I don't think there was any losers in this recruiting class. I think there was a tremendous amount of really good Montana kids. I think that uh, all the Central kids going to Montana, huge gets for the Grizz. I think a lot of the uh, other kids going to the Cats, also pretty good. I'm really impressed with Kenneth Iden, a local product out of Bozeman, as well as Paul Brought, Neil Daly, pair of defensive ends out of Billings, Billings West to be specific, and – I'm also really impressed with Junior Bergen as well. Here's Jeff Choate's basic evaluation of the state of Montana this year.
3: Uh, you know, our heart and soul, rather, is going to come from the state of Montana. We might have to go get some arms and legs elsewhere. But this is who we are, who we've been, what we built this program on from the day I got here. And, uh, you know, we've, whether it's providing opportunities for young men to walk on and earn scholarships like RJ did, or it's uh, identifying guys like Troy Anderson that we feel like could be the next great Bobcat. And uh, certainly we feel like there's guys in this group that, that have that potential. And uh, it's something that, you know, there's a reason why I hired B.J. Robertson when I got here and I said, you are the in-state guy, that's your job. Because the only people that I don't, I don't even know if there's anybody that doesn't like B.J. And so, um, you know, I mean, uh, let's be honest, you know, Danes and uh, Gianforte are doggone lucky that B.J. Robertson didn't decide to jump into the political arena because neither one of them would be in office right now. And so um, he does an awesome job developing relationships but the other thing is he forces our coaches on our staff who maybe have primary areas elsewhere to stop and watch that Montana kid. And if you don't have that person that's constantly advocating for that Montana kid, it's easy to look over them. You know, well, this guy's from California he plays in the Trinity league, or this kid's from Texas and plays six, A football. And then I look at Elijah Reynolds and I'm like, or Kenneth Biden or Daly or, you know, you go down the list and you're like, I think these guys are as good as any of those guys. And they're right here in our backyard. So let's not neglect them. And maybe one of the silver linings of this COVID thing was we knew who these kids were and uh, we knew that they fit us and we didn't really have the ability to go out and see what else was out there. So it made us stick a little closer to home and really examine uh, the talent that was right here in front of us. And I do think it was a great year in Montana and we benefited from that. And I think actually both in-state schools did. I think that there was more guys than a normal year. And so I think that was a positive for both of us. And so... um, yeah, we're, we're excited to have a couple more Bozeman Hawks for sure too. Full things that are obvious to me. Um, I think we got a lot of winners. Uh, we got a lot of state champions, a lot of runner ups. Those types of guys are in this class. I think it's a very intelligent group of young men. Um, I think when you look at these guys, academic accomplishments, they're equally impressive as their academic as their athletic accomplishments. And then, I, like I said, I think this is a loyal group. I think these guys wanted to be Bobcats. And uh, they knew this was the right place for them. Uh, I think there was an emotional connection between them and our university and our staff. And, uh, you know, like I told them the other night, we had a virtual official visit with the guys and, and their families. And one of the things I told them, I said, number one, congratulations. You worked your tail off. Not everybody gets a chance to play division one football. Um, and number two, lucky you. You get to come to a, a top 10 place you can live on any list that you look up in the world Okay, you get to come to a university that's got t- top 10 programs all over the place in the 125 different academic areas that we offer. And you got a place that's also a top five football program. And we're building what I think is gonna be the best football only facility in the Big Sky Conference. So it's a win-win, right? And so that was, uh, that, those are the things that we kind of talked about. And, and I really believe that's, that's what made this fit right for them.
0: And Choate on local kids helping out-of-state kids transition to living in montana
3: it's not just bozeman i mean i think it's montana kids in general and a lot of times you know the bozeman kids can show them the lay of the land here but the montana kids will take them to down to beaverhead county or over to billings or up to kalispell and then they really start to become montana kids and and that's uh that's always a big part of the kind of the indoctrination process is uh the in-state guys take care of the out-state guys for a while and and then the cool thing is to see when the out-of-state guys start taking them back to, hey, let's come to home to Florida with me, or come down to California with me. So it goes both ways.
0: Definitely one of the coolest parts about covering football at the college level in the state of Montana, the meshing of cultures, backgrounds, and guys from all over the country. It is Tutel right Ryan Tutel, he's out for, uh, for one more day. He'll be back for one last day tomorrow, and then we'll send him off into the sunset. But I'm here. Coulter Nuwansa still the, steering the ship. Yeah, It's just stealing the ship, too. I guess that's what we're doing here now. It's uh, my show. <laughs> You're along for the ride. National Signing Day, or I guess it's not really National Signing Day. The opening of the early signing period, National Signing Day, still technically considered the first Wednesday in February. Uh, continuation of those Montana kids for the Bobcats. Elijah Reynolds, a tight end out of Red Lodge, Montana. Eli Abbey, a athlete who quarterbacked Laurel to the Class A state championship. Cade Cutler, out of Phillipsburg, he was the quarterback for the Flint Creek Titans on their way to winning their third Class C eight-man title in four years. Jace Fitzgerald, also a high school quarterback out of Dillon, Montana. Jace Fisher, big offensive and defensive lineman out of Troy, only the third player to ever come out of Troy and go Division I. The other two played for the Grizzlies, including Blade McElbury, a uh, safety on the 1995 National Championship team at Montana. Paul Brott, defensive end out of Billings, West that's the same as Neil Daly. He's also a defensive end out of Billings West. Kenneth Iden out of Bozeman High School. Luke Fedick out of Bozeman High School as well. And then Junior Bergen. The out of state players for Montana State. Sean Austin, a quarterback out of Kuna, Idaho. Titan Fleshman, a offensive lineman out of Pocatello, Idaho. Andrew Patterson, wide receiver out of Phoenix. Aaron Gurley, defensive tackle out of Phoenix, Noah Smith, an athlete out of Joshua, Texas, Simeon Woodward, Simeon Woodward, excuse me, a cornerback out of San Antonio, Texas, Tyson Potenger, a safety out of Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, Dice Shepard, a tight end out of Gillette, Wyoming, um, Hunter Parsons, a linebacker out of Nevada, a late commit, um, as was Cole Snyder, a offensive tackle who's from a prep school up in Canada. So there you go, there's the Bobcats full class. We'll continue to break down the signings for both Montana and Montana State. Montana added 19. Montana State added 22 as the early signing period opened today. On the other side, Jace switch a Missoula Sentinel senior and now officially a Montana Grizzly. He will join us to break down the recruiting process. Hey, the Montana Grizzlies, they play a game tonight. It doesn't tip until 9 p.m. local time. It's at the University of Washington, Seattle. They're not tipping until 8 because of the Pac-12 network. But if you want to go watch it, the Silver Slipper has the Pac-12 network. They also have 55 TVs for you to watch the Grizz on them. Whether it's the NFL, NBA, NHL, or the Grizzlies, Silver Slipper will have it on for you. I know that the uh, the alcohol-serving establishments right now, they close down at 10. But if you have a casino, you got to get rid of your drink, you got to get rid of your beer, but you can stay an extra hour. You can stay until 11, and the Slipper does have a casino, so that might be a place to catch almost the full game, if not the full game, depending on how the foul is called. Uh, Silver Slipper, they have drink specials every day. 20 Kino machines, a liquor store, and pizza. There's nowhere else you should be watching. Your favorite team, including the Grizz. At the Slipper, it's all about good food, tasty drinks, and the urge to have a good time. Oh, and the card room that's back open as well. Games nightly, 7 p.m. You can get a couple card games in before the Grizz even tip. Give them a call or text 333-1500. That's 333-1500 or visit visit MissoulaPoker.com for more info. Missoula senior, Jace Klusiewicz, a legacy kid. Signing with Montana today. He's next to tell New Orleans. 2 tell No 2 tell just nuanas. But uh, I'm here, Colter Nuanas, steering you through your week. Happy Hump Day. Ryan 2 tell he's out. He's be back for tomorrow for his one last show, so we will bid him adieu in proper fashion in studio. But until then, I got you covered. This is the opening of the early signing period today for Division One college football. A bunch of signees from across the state of Montana and across the northwestern region as well, one of whom... James Kloos, which a three-star recruit, started his high school career at Frenchtown High School. He was a three-year starter, three-time All-State selection at Frenchtown. Then his recruiting really blew up before uh, in the spring of his junior year. Uh, he had a great track season. I guess it would have been his sophomore year, throwing down some really good times in the 100-meter and the 200-meters. Then his training really became accelerated. He went to some camps leading into that junior year, and then in the spring of his junior year went to camps at Ohio State. Marshall ended up getting himself some pretty substantial interest from the FBS ranks. Uh, he was invited to a, that camp at Ohio State, which is an invite only, so that impressive for a kid from Montana. Earns himself a three-star. Uh, ranking. And then in the spring, he transfers to Missoula Sentinel, and uh, he, he acclimates well. I mean, he's a guy that's, he's from kind of in between Sentinel and Frenchtown. And uh, um, so he was able to slide in pretty well. He, he already knew a lot of those guys, and uh, he ended up having an outstanding senior year. First team All-State selection at both athlete on offense and safety on defense. He was also an All-State pick at both kick returner and punt returner. So I expect him to absolutely be in the mix as a returner. Probably pretty early on in his career, maybe right away because he's that good when he's got the ball in his hands. Uh, watching him and covering him these last couple of years, I honestly think he's better suited for offense uh, at the the uh, Big Sky Conference level, but they're slating him at safety. I don't think he can go wrong there either, because I do think that you know in this three-safety look that Montana runs, I think he'd particularly be good at that nickel-slash-rover spot that guards the slot a lot, because switch can really, really run. He ran a 4 8 at that Ohio State camp. He's a sub-11-second 100-meters guy, so he's got the speed to burn. He's about 5'10", 175, 180 pounds. Expect him to get bigger, to be certain, and uh, as we know, there's been some undersized safeties, including the one right now, Robbie Houck, who've had a lot of success at Montana, so size is not everything, but I think Kluswitsch will have success wherever uh, he lines up. His dad, Josh, played for the Grizzlies, as did a couple of his uncles. So he's got a family legacy here. He's got connections to the program. And uh, he was a guy that committed really early on. He committed in June, so he's been waiting a long time. And like he was telling me today before we got on the phone, he said, you know, it it feels like I've already just been a part of the program, being in Missoula, being around uh, Grizz people, uh, you know, and having so many of his teammates now all going to the University of Montana together. Uh, It's pretty cool that five Missoula Sentinel guys are headed that way. But was said, you know, it's almost like I forgot that I hadn't signed yet because I just had already considered myself a part of the program, even though I'm still finishing the deal here at Sentinel. Uh, But pretty cool for a local kid to achieve a dream, and he's one of five Sentinel Spartans that are going. And it's been a pleasure covering these guys. They've all jumped on this show in recent weeks and months. Classy kids. They all have a lot to be proud of. Here's Jace Klusiewicz, our conversation earlier about achieving a lifelong dream by signing with Montana today. Going out of the Rankage Brothers RV phone line, welcome in one of five Missoula Sentinel seniors signing with the Montana Grizzlies today, Jace Klusiewicz. Jace, thanks so much for being with us, man. Congratulations. Big day for you and your family.
4: Yeah, thanks for uh, having me on, and, you know, it's a big day that, A lot of all the Sentinel boys we've been waiting for to come, you know, all get to put the ink on the paper together, and I think that's going to be pretty special.
0: Pretty cool couple months for you guys. I mean, first you win the state championship, then a bunch of all state accolades across the board for you and all your teammates, and now you get a chance to carry on your football careers together. So just take us through it. What's it been like, you know, being a state champion, getting all these individual and team accolades, and now getting a chance to continue your future with the Grizz?
4: Um I'd say you know winning the state championship was definitely the number one moment that's happened in the past couple months. This is a this is a pretty close second but you know being with the team and everyone and you know all the work we put in and seeing it pay off is just just really awesome cuz you know we put in a lot of work in the off season and, and I think we did a, what a lot of other teams didn't do and I think that's what set us apart but uh you know signing with all these guys I love them so it's exciting to get to play four or five more years with them all and, you know, continue our friendships.
0: You had all stayed on your resume multiple times during your time at Frenchtown High School. But during your time, just this one season competing in AA, what sort of things did you learn? How do you think it helped your overall development as a player?
4: Um, I think it helped tremendously. Just the competition level was quite a big jump, I feel like, you know, just in practice. And the pure amount of dudes you have on just a single team is way Way greater than the Class A level, and uh, you know I'm still thankful, for, thankful for my time at uh, Frenchtown and everything that they gave me, which was awesome. But you know Double A really helped me get better, just in practice and preparing and knowing what it's gonna be like, uh, what I'm gonna probably face going into the Grizz.
0: Talked to Coach Hauk earlier today, and he was giving a lot of praise to Sentinel just in terms of the program that they run and how it prepares guys for the college level. From your perspective, I mean, how much did that help you? It seems like Coach Oliver runs a year-round program, so it seems like it's not going to be that big of a jump for you guys to go to the collegiate level.
4: Yeah, Coach Oliver's got a great program. We, uh, I mean, even when I transferred in in March and then everything got shut down, we were still doing Zoom meetings three times a week. I mean, I don't think any other team was doing that. We were, you know, learning the offense, teaching everyone, you know, just getting better with how we can get better. I mean, we couldn't beat together, and we missed a lot of camps in the summer, but he improvised and made sure that we were just as close and knew everything, and I think that really helps and prepare people for college.
0: When you look at all five of you Sentinel guys going, it's obviously a natural connection being that you're all in Missoula already, so you already know about the University of Montana. you have been able to follow the Grizz. But look at each one of you guys. You all have definitive ties to the University of Montana. It's almost in your blood. Your dad and a couple of your uncles played for the Grizzlies. Um, I know T.J. Roush's mom was a great player for the Lady Grizz. And Cameron Sermon has uh, family ties all over the place, from his uncle David to his brother Si, and on down the line. I know Gino Leonard is connected to the program, Soren Seabrook as well, and growing up in Missoula their whole lives and going to Grizz games since they were little kids. What sort of element does that add to it, though? I mean, it seems like you guys are not only more comfortable with the program that you're joining, but also seems like uh, it was almost a natural fit, like this was your destiny almost.
4: Yeah, I agree 100%. I mean, when you get offers from, you know, places all around, and it's just – it doesn't – they're awesome, but, you know, this is just home for all of us, and we have so many ties, and it's just – it's awesome because all the coaching staff, I mean, all of our families are really close with them, and, you know, that plays a pretty big role into it and just feeling comfortable. And, you know, it's not a – Big change, nothing to be scared of. You're still in your hometown. You still have your family, but you're also as far away from your family as you really want to be when you're in the dorms and at your own house. But it's nice being able to go back to your family 30 minutes away or less than that.
0: The Grizz have always had so many great players from the state of Montana. And when those guys are all – when their careers are finished, they all talk about just the pride they had playing for the program, representing the state. And it seems like, guys – you know, they, they maybe even reach a higher potential than even they thought possible when they are you know, Montana guys playing for Montana or Montana State. I know you guys haven't quite done it yet, but have you thought about that element, just representing the state um, and the amount of Montana guys you guys have in this recruiting class? I think it's 15 out of 19 from in the state. So mm-hmm. what do you think of just being able to represent Montana on a, on a greater scale?
4: It's gonna be awesome, and just representing you know everything and having your family and everything in the stands and people you've grown up around going to the games with being there and and representing the Grizz while you're uh suiting up playing for all them is just awesome, and I can't wait to do it.
0: Tell the people about just the the immediate future what what's your plans now for the next? couple months Um, are you doing a winter sport and and probably gearing up for track and field because I know you were excellent at track and field the last time we actually got to have a track season
4: yes uh no winter sport for me just pack on some pounds and get ready and just enjoy my last little bit of high school and then and then track season will come up and enjoy that and just have fun with my friends for the last little bit of high school and then be off and I'm sure we'll hit the weight room in the summer with the team and learn everything.
0: you guy had the ball in your hands so much during your high school career, both at Frenchtown and Sentinel. But last time we talked, slated to play defense, slated to play safety. Is that still the plan at Montana?
4: Yep, yeah, that is the plan. But I'll I'll play wherever they want to play me. I mean, I'll always be fine if I get a couple touches here and there. But safety definitely is my uh, main position.
0: <laughs> at what point were you start diving into just kind of the schematics of it all? Because Montana's running this cool... Uh, really unorthodox defense a lot of safeties on the field and it seems like each of the three safety spots that are kind of in the base defense are are different positions but when when will he start studying it and uh how important is that to you just to kind of get a a feel for before you actually do hit the ground running during fall camp next summer
4: yeah i've already i've talked to shan a little bit about it and also robbie how i'm pretty good friends with so because he plays the position that i'll probably play you know, being little smaller and faster guys flying around. So, but I think I'll really get to know it once I get there, not too focused on it right now. Cause not a whole lot I can learn and talk to being, not being able to really go and hang out with the coaches and be at the facility very much. So it'll come.
0: Well, we're recording this a little early because I know you have the actual official signing day celebration there, three thirty Sentinel High School. So I know you haven't quite done it yet. But what do you expect the feeling to be like when you finally put pen to paper and uh, you're officially, officially a Montana Grizzly?
4: It'll it'll be awesome. It'll be a big relief. I feel that you know it's, it's there and it's happened, and now it's just you know put your head down and work.
0: Jay Kluswich, Missoula Sentinel senior. And now, a Montana Grizzly. Thanks again, Jace. Congratulations, and best of luck with everything here these next couple months. Thank you. A lot to be proud of those kids. Pretty darn cool. Growing up in Missoula, son of a Grizzly, and becoming a Grizzly doesn't get much better than that. National Signing Day marches on. We got more for you from Bobby Halkin, Jeff Choate. Right after this, it's Two-Tail New 9 1029 ESPN Missoula.
2: Connections are what bring us together. Whether halfway around the world or in the office next door, Blackfoot Communications is proud to provide next-generation network infrastructure that enables reliable, secure, and always-on connections. From SD-WAN and firewalls to business voice and fiber, our solutions connect you to your community. Visit blackfootbusiness.com or call 406-541-5000 to learn more. Blackfoot. Connect to more.
0: Hey there! It's not the guy who, as he told the journalism students at the University of Montana, gargles with dust and gasoline to make his voice sound so great. No, that's not. I'm not Ryan Tutel. I am Coulter Nuanez. Ryan Tutel's not here. He will be here tomorrow for one last send-off. I was getting emotional and I was feeling really sad that he was going to be gone. And his last day was supposed to be last Friday, which was supposed to be the day after his 40th birthday. But it's 2020. Nothing goes according to plan. And so it all got thrown into a complete wrench. And uh, then he's feeling better. And uh, he's all in the clear. He's good to go. And uh, I had already had this week booked out. I knew that it was going to be national. Uh, the early signing period, opening of the early signing period for Division one football. Today, I knew that uh, I had Ty Gregorak, former Montana, Montana State assistant football coach, lined up for Friday. So the only spot we could fit him in was Thursday, but we will look forward to having Ryan back in for one last hoorah here. We're still moving through all the sound that we got from both Bobby Houck and Jeff Choate about the recruiting class and the recruiting process in general. Obviously strange. Here's what Coach Houck had to say about how unorthodox it was putting together a class of 19 prospects this year during the global pandemic.
1: Well, obviously it was a strange year in terms of recruiting. Uh, it was just different than anything we've ever encountered. Uh, we've been in a recruiting, <coughs> excuse me, recruiting dead period since last March, which means we ca- we can't go off campus to evaluate or see kids, and our our prospects can't come on to campus and see us. So that made it difficult. It's tough to get to, mostly because it's tough to get to know kids. Probably impossible to get to know kids, especially. Uh, guys that aren't local. So it's strange in that regard. And with the NCAA <clears throat> giving every player on our current roster a pause in their eligibility, there weren't uh, a ton of opportunities to recruit kids. Uh, there just weren't. Our, our freshman class will be double-sized next year because our current freshmen are freshmen next year as well. Um, I mean, even there weren't a ton of scholarship opportunities. There weren't a ton of walk on opportunities. You know, talking numbers is boring. So I'm going to stop there, Um, but this will continue through another calendar year. Um, Despite all that, I think we did really well with this class. We're bursting at the seams in our program in terms of number of players. And that'll be the case next fall, as I mentioned. So I'm excited to bring this group of kids in. 15 to 19 were, uh, that we're announcing today are from the state of Montana. Uh, 15 out of 19 uh, being from Montana really fires me up. Uh, I think it speaks to the quality of high school football and the coaching that goes on in this state. But I also think it speaks to our commitment to uh, Montana high school kids.
0: And there's really been a coach of Montana that is as dedicated to the recruiting of the state of Montana as Coach Elk. So this, I think, was uh, right up his alley. being able to bring in 15 Montana kids, including six, count them, six, from the city of Missoula. Jeff Cho, his take on recruiting during a global pandemic.
3: It wasn't easy. I think that was the, the hallmark of this class is that things were, were different and um, challenging and challenging and I think what we tried to do as a staff was take less of a fishing approach and more of a hunting approach and what I mean by that is oftentimes starting back last spring we'd have our coaches all over the country uh, evaluating literally tens of thousands of prospects to drill it down to these 22 guys and uh, in this particular case what we decided we were going to do is focus in on kids that we knew um, something about because we weren't going to have the luxury of bringing guys on campus for official visits or in camps in the summer and so there was a lot of challenges that were presented because of that and so to use that fishing and hunting analogy instead of casting a fishing net out there and reeling a bunch of guys in and then deciding which ones we were going to keep uh, we had to be really disciplined we had to evaluate them we had to rank them we had to recruit them and uh, so that took more of a sniper rifle approach and that's the fishing versus hunting analogy is uh, we knew we were going after hey we need x amount of guys on the defensive line this is what we're looking for only bring guys to the table that have these characteristics. And I think that discipline really helped us to be able to put together a quality class. You can see the emphasis on the state of Montana clearly. Um, and and we feel like these vast majority of these kids were committed to us for a long time and certainly credit BJ Robertson and the job that he does building relationships, which is what recruiting is all about throughout the state. Um, but you can also see a lean towards uh, my home state of of the state of Idaho, uh, as well as another young man from Wyoming, which we've had very good luck in the last couple of years. Uh, we've got a young man from Canada. And then you kind of see that, that still have those good Texas ties with a couple guys from Texas, and then a little bit of Jimmy Beal's influence in bringing in some Arizona talent. And so I think it's a very well-rounded class. I think we met a ton of needs. Um, the old adage of, you ask me if this is a good class today, why don't we wait a couple of years and then I'll tell you, always holds true. But uh, clearly we feel very good about these young men. and and, and The thing that we feel really good about is that, you know, there's some core things that we look for from an athletic standpoint that are measurable. Um, There's that length, athleticism, speed, flexibility, durability. Those are all things that are certainly measurable, but the things that really in my mind separate this group are the things that you can't necessarily put a clock or a tape measure to. And that's their, not just their football intelligence, but who they are as students, because we know this is a demanding academic environment here at Montana State. Uh, how competitive they are and I think that's that's played out uh, simply by watching who these guys are and uh, the number of championships that these guys either won or competed for. And one thing that was really important, important to me was they were loyal. Uh, they told us a long time ago, hey this is the right place for us. They spent their own money to get on our campus. Every single young man we signed in this class was on our campus um, and we could not bring them on official visits. They didn't come on camp on campus necessarily in the beautiful months of June and July. They got here when they could get here. Um, They set up the ability to do campus tours with our folks across campus, just like any other student, so that they could get a feel for whether this was the right place or not. And they bought into who we are and what we're about and uh, the traction that we have in this program and the direction that we're going. And I think this is going to be just another class on top of another. uh, 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 I mean, I feel like the reason where we're at because we recruited well. And I don't think this group's any different.
0: Jeff Choate on the unorthodox nature of recruiting. Right around the corner, hour one in the books. Jeff Choate will actually join us for the ESPN Roundtable live. He's on his way to the quarterback club meeting over there in Bozeman. So he will uh, he will hit us live here in just a moment for our ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls, and we'll break down a little bit more of these recruiting classes, but more also just a little bit more about the details of what it was like recruiting in this environment and what his overall evaluation of the state of Montana is. It's Tutel Nuanes. The ESPN Roundtable with Montana State head football coach Jeff Chorad for this. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore